0: Good morning, my friends. Good morning, Maggie, Keith, and I've got quite a little audience here this morning. It's thirty-five degrees here in Kingman, Arizona. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the future of Route sixty-six. We we spend a lot of time talking about its past, and of course, here along Route sixty-six, the past, the present, and even the future. They blend seamlessly along this old highway, and sometimes it's t- hard to tell exactly what year it is. For example, here I'm this morning down here at uh, Rutherford's Cafe along Route 66. Tammy and Brent's done a wonderful job with this old place. And it uh, started out as a Denny's probably about uh, 60 years ago. It's gone through several incarnations if you will since then but it's a great stop for breakfast these people are passionate and it's kind of exemplifies the changing nature of route 66 so we're gonna be talking about this morning and um, you heard our theme song there from uh, Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew you know, uh, the road crew puts out some great road trip inspiring tunes. One of the things I'd like to talk about this morning, uh, take a gander at their YouTube channel and listen to one of their, one of their wonderful songs about Under the Neon. That's the mood for uh, what's taking place in Veneta, Oklahoma, on uh, Saturday, March 25th at 7 o'clock p.m. It's the Highway Cafe Neon Sign Relighting. And, uh, boy, I just can't say enough. This, this is going to be quite a story, and it ties in with a uh, project that we're working on. <coughs> but uh, this uh, venerable old cafe is along Highway 60 in Veneta. And uh, the family has been running this for 12 years and their story is much well, the story of Route 66. Give you just a little sneak peek. Now, aside from good food, and I do mean good food ham and cheese omelets and hamburger steaks with dinner rolls, biscuits and gravy. A little something they started a few years back called a giving wall. Here's how it works you know, when you pay for your meal, if you'd like to donate, you let your waitress know, she'll write up a prepaid meal ticket that you pay for, it, and you, she adds it to the wall. Then, if you know of someone that just simply needs a helping hand right now that's traveling, they stop in, no questions asked. They have a ticket, they've got a meal. And, you know, that right there sums up the essence of what Route 66 is, what Route 66 was, and as we get close to the Route 66 centennial, it's what Route 66 will be. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Alan and Death Hilburn, the owners of the Highway Cafe, on Coffee with Jim Sunday morning, March 12th. They're going to share their fascinating, inspirational story about a 12-year odyssey as the owner of this cafe. And of course, we'll be talking about their neon relighting party. Uh, Next week, I don't have a guest yet, but I bet you we will come up with somebody interesting. March 5th uh, is going to be question. I may be attending a conference and symposium in Colorado. And if, due, if so, I will have, a, have some interesting things to share, probably live from Colorado. And one that we're all looking forward to. March 19th, Stephanie Stuckey will be joining me. And she's going to share an intimate story about her family's creation of a roadside icon and uh, her tireless work to bring a renaissance to the Stuckey's brand. And it's her work to, to bring back Stuckey's to uh, ignite a renaissance with pecan logs kind of mirrors what's taking place on Route 66 as we near the centennial. And then uh, April 2nd, this is going to be another great program. Uh Casey Claypool will join us. She's going to talk about the trials, the tribulations and the exciting adventures that is uh her family's work to transform a 150 plus year old pharmacy and 90 year old soda fountain into docks just off 66. A new destination Route 66 adventures passing through the historic heart of Girard, Illinois. Uh, Docks off 66 is a real interesting place. Uh, Girard, Illinois is mostly empty storefronts, <coughs> but it has a Norman Rockwell feel to it. The, history, the empty storefronts, well, they're kind of what happened to a lot of these communities when Route 66 bypassed them. That was the, the story behind the animated film Cars. And Casey Claypool, her work to transform docks, well, that's the future of Route 66. The history of uh, docks off, uh, just off Route 66, the uh, place began as Deck's Drugstore, March 7, 1884, when it was purchased by Lewis Deck and B.F. Clark. And then uh, Deck became the sole proprietor a few years later. <coughs> at that time, and at that point in the store's life, it sold drugs, groceries, and hardware. And it was known locally as the White Drugstore because it was the only uh, brick building on Girard Square that was painted. You guessed it. It was painted white. Bob and Bill Deck, the sons of Lewis Deck and Naomi Deck, They were the third generation to operate the drugstore when they took it over in 1960. And through all all these changes, the old-fashioned soda fountain, which had been installed back in 1930, the marble top, all of it, well, it's all still there. It's still in use. The original hardwood floor, the original shelving from the 1880s, it's still there. Bob and Bill retired in 2001 after three generations and 117 years. The deck family was passing on the torch to some new owners. And over the next few years, there were several people that tried to keep the place going. And, uh, well, it's, uh, Bob and Renee Ernst did the best job. They, they had uh, doc's soda fountain there. And, uh, the Ernst asked if the Deck brothers would be willing to move their pharmacy museum into the building of the soda fountain and the brothers obliged. So on display were all kinds of old patent medicines and patient remedies and equipment and fixtures and advertising all the way back to the 1880s. Well, Steve and Cape Capo purchased this in 21, 21 December. And uh, well, we're not going to spoil the story. You'll have to join us on uh, April second to hear about the next chapter in uh, this this wonderful, wonderful place. We've also, uh, well, Kingman, Arizona, is another town that was affected by uh, the bypass of Route sixty six, and uh, beginning in the whole nineteen eighties and really into the nineteen nineties. Uh, like a lot of downtown districts, it uh, began to fade. Businesses closed, storefronts were boarded up, buildings were demolished. <coughs> There's been quite a little renaissance going down ever since. What the catalyst here in Kingman for the historic district transformation was the uh, uh, 2014 uh, some grassroots organizers working with the Route 66 Alliance managed to put together the uh, Route 66 International Festival here in Kingman. And it was the first time that all the representatives from the European Route 66 associations were here. There were people in attendance from more than 40 states. Uh, There was a televised conference on YouTube. Uh, The theme of the event was Kingman, Crossroads of the Past, Present, and Future. This televised conference on subjects ranging as diverse as uh, Kaiser Bartuli was here with the National Park Service Route 66 Corridor Preservation Program. She spoke. We had people from the Historic Electric Vehicle Foundation, Dries Bessels of the Dutch Route 66 Association. And it was two or three days of these kind of conferences, this uh, televised conference. Conference And that became the cornerstone for what is now the Miles of Possibility Conference in Illinois, held annually. That is the only uh, conference that talks about the past, the present, and the future of Route 66, the business of Route 66, if you will. And that event also became the first meetings to discuss the development of the European Route 66 festivals. The first of these was held in 2016 in in Germany. And the second was in 2018 in Zlín, the Czech Republic. It uh, changed uh, everything. But that that festival, that International Route 66 Festival, not only changed Route 66 the direction, it changed Kingman. The uh, For Embryonic Electric Vehicle Museum was established at the Powerhouse Visitor Center. And uh, we started seeing a revitalization downtown. People started buying businesses and fixing businesses. And now you fast forward. We have several award-winning microbreweries. The Grand Canyon Brewing Company is now moving into downtown King. A Swiss developer took on the empty 1952 J.C. Penney's and created the delightful uh, Beal Celebrations, an event center. He also bought the ter- uh, territorial, the 1909 Brunswick Hotel, which is currently undergoing a renovation. Uh, this motel, this hotel is, um, well, Clark Gable and Carol Lombard had their wedding reception there in 1939. Edsel Ford and his college buddies, they spent the night there uh, during their trip along the National Old Trails Road in the summer of 1915. So we're seeing all these things happen. But as so happens so often, it's hard to the government moves slow and it's hard to see uh the vision well we got some great things coming down the pike uh some f- uh funding was allocated for a major upgrade to the historic business district ada compliant sidewalks uh making it more inviting pedestrian friendly desert landscaping benches uh drainage has been a problem in downtown kingman For well over 100 years, it just doesn't rain that often. This uh, new uh, downtown project infrastructure plan would revitalize that, would change all of that. It would also preserve the historic integrity of the business district. And as happens, uh, we have evidence like Pontiac, Illinois, and other places, this kind of investment from the city brings private investment. Well, the city's kind of on the fence. They're not sure if they should use the monies to repair the roads or put the money into the downtown infrastructure plan. But I'd like to encourage everybody to kind of put a bug in the city's ear. We need this investment in downtown Kingman, and we need to nudge them off the fence. Uh, also happening downtown, here's a great one. We're just uh, I'm waiting to hear from the people of the city on this. Uh, Saturday, I teach some classes, uh, historic classes, community education programs for Mojave Community College here in Kingman. And this past uh, Saturday, I had a program down at the Railroad Depot about the city's railroad history. And uh, two of the people that are there are just, oh my gosh, they, their excitement and enthusiasm for downtown Kingman is infectious. Uh, they're investing. They've bought a 1902 house, Dr. Winkie's old house on Oak Street. They've renovated this beautiful property. But their vision for along Route 66. We have an uh, old cafe uh, near 2nd Street. It's, the building has been empty for over 20 years. It is a beautiful stone building. And then uh, next to it, heading east along Route 66, is a weed strewn dumpy kind of vacant lot and then there's a building that served as primp your pet and it's uh was denny moore's bar at one point well their plan for that whole section which they've purchased is the stone building will become a nice little ice cream and snack uh parlor the other building the primp your pet building will be kind of a coffee shop and whatnot and in the middle they are currently buying up um vintage airstream trailers leaving the exteriors 1950s 1960s but the interiors are being gutted and totally redone and uh, modernized but with a vintage feel they're going to create a unique airbnb along route 66 and they're ready to roll they've got everything in place they just need a green light from the city and i sure hope the city gives that to them soon because this will be a welcome addition in downtown Kingman. Uh, In downtown Kingman, lodging remains a problem. We have several Airbnb properties, and at the far end of Beale Street, uh, just across from Calico's restaurant, Mojave Museum of History and Arts, there's a 1964 Roadway Inn. It has been uh, uh, updated and renovated as the Arizona Inn. That's a plus. And at the other end of the street, we have the old Rose. Uh, can't tell you much about it, but I hear good reviews. It's just a small old motel, and the observant traveler or guest will notice a T and an L in the railings. This is one of the original Travelodge chain motels, dates to 1959, and uh, a lot of these properties in downtown Kingman uh, are on the uh, narrated, self-guided historic district walking tour that was unveiled by Kingman main street uh, last year during their national road trip day celebrations. One of the keys to bringing these places to get back to life, businesses, communities, more often than not, it begins with passionate volunteers that are leading organizations that can build grassroots initiatives. Unfortunately, it's just the nature of the beast city governments state governments they have to be pulled along well here in kingman with kingman main street we have uh uh, beth ferry and paul Gaines leading kingman main street they have tirelessly volunteered and put uh, efforts into getting this narrated historic district walking tour off the ground it's going to be a game changer i guarantee you and it's designed to be a virtual tour so if you're in jail in joliet or jackson michigan thought you'd like that reference maggie you can um, still take a tour of Kingman. Uh, Take a look. The website is (coughs) kingman.tours. Excuse me. And just to the west of us, Needles, California. This is another town that uh, you look at the historic photos of what was there in the teens, 20s, 30s, and 40s. It's astounding because now it's uh, like it's got a few missing teeth. That's like most historic districts. There's some big empty spaces with parking lots and fields. It's hard to imagine these were once two- and three-story hotels, and they were busy. Needles was established as a railroad town, like Kingman was, and uh, it was a hustle-and-bustle railroad center. The railroad center and some of their operations there. And then you had the, the Arrowhead Highway, uh, National Old Trails Road, and eventually, uh, Route 66, excuse me, the Arrowhead Highway actually went north of Needles, uh, up towards Searchlight. But you had the National Old Trails Road, and then this that was the predecessor to Route 66 in the west. One of the great landmarks in downtown along the railroad tracks is the uh, El Garces that dates back to, old, let's see, 08, I believe it is. This beautiful, stunning hotel and depot complex stretches for more than a block. It's on Santa Fe Plaza, a nice, beautiful park, and then front's a row of buildings. The street out front was the National Old Trails Road and Route 66. They both came to the plaza and followed the course around it. Well, the railroad pulled out. Route 66 was bypassed, and then the final blow came in about the late 1970s when a, a new Highway 95 bridge was built across the river, Colorado River connecting Fort Mojave. And Fort Mojave was on the boom. It was on the grow because it was on the west end of the uh, Laughlin, Nevada, Bullhead City, and that was an explosive growth area. To the south, we had Lake Havasu City, which was becoming a retirement community and resort community. So Needles had trouble competing. Well, they got a, they have a new mayor, Janet Jernigan, and she's been passionate and involved with the city for years. She has a new f- vision for the future. And her cohorts, some passionate volunteers, uh, like uh, Judy and Mike Thornton. Uh, Mike has his family association to the city, dates back more than 100 years. That's quite a quite a history. He gives uh, guided tours down at the El Garces. If you get a chance, take one of those tours. You can inquire at the fascinating and interesting Needles Regional Museum, which is just opposite the plaza from the uh, picturesque El Garsus. Well, anyway, with the mayor and with leadership and with the uh, volunteers, I think you're going to see great things happening in Needles. I think you're going to hear a lot of things about Needles as we approach the Route 66 Centennial. And the El Garsus, unfortunately, it's not a railroad hotel any longer. They lost a lot of that. It's basically uh, the facade, and it's a blank canvas inside. But they're not one for crying over spilled milk. They're turning this into a first-rate conference center. Uh, the 20, the uh, annual Route 66 Info Fair is held there. It was held on February 11th this year. Uh, pretty good turnout. And they have already announced February 10th for the next Info Fair. And uh, they're making plans. They have announced uh, there'll be art show, craft show. The plaza is going to be full. There'll be music. And of course, it'll be an info fair. This last year, we had uh, people there with, there was just distributing uh, and answering questions. Oklahoma Route 66 Visitor's Guide, and materials from Atlanta, Illinois, and the California Historic Route 66 Association, Newberry Springs Chamber of Commerce, the Golf Schoolhouse, representatives from the Mojave tribe sharing, uh, traditional Mojave songs. This is a great event, February 10th, next year. And, you know, don't want to beat my gums too long and wear out my welcome. Before I get to your questions, uh, things of that nature, I'd sure like to, uh, talk to you about one more item. Tucumcari, New Mexico, another community got hit hard by the bypass of Route 66. And, uh, You know, you ask anybody in town, they'll tell you it hasn't quite recovered. But, there again, they've got leadership. They've got passion. And they're getting people in town. My goodness. Larry Smith has taken on uh, the uh, 1959 Motel Safari. Just an absolute treasure. You have, of course, the iconic and just world-famous, probably one of the most famous motels on Route 66, the Blue Swallow Motel. And my personal favorite, uh, for several reasons, is the Roadrunner Lodge, David Brenner. Uh, yeah, my goodness. You talk about a guy with vision. When I first uh, started exploring that property, oh, more than 10 years ago, it was a derelict. There was It had been closed for years. It had been vandalized. Ah, uh, But he's transformed it. It is a living time capsule with a thin veneer of the modern amenities from 1964. Another thing that makes this motel really unique, uh, the west side of the property is a one-story motel. That dates to the 1940s. And then in the 1960s, they built the Leatherwood Manor and they combined the two motels. Well, David is a man of long-term vision. And he is going to, he has the Roadrunner Lodge, the 1964 motel, is up, going, and is just wonderful. Now he's working on the west side of the property to restore that as a 1940s motel. That's going to be exciting. And I haven't confirmed this yet, but I understand that they are talking about establishing a uh, Route 66 Centennial Committee to move that city forward. And then you have Connie Loveland there at the, her offices at the depot and the renovated depot and railroad museum. She's with the main street program. Her passion and vision is bringing some real new life there. And, and surprisingly, Tucumcari has a top notch convention center. <coughs> so once again, as we get near the centennial, I think you're going to hear some great things. Tucumcari, New Mexico. Uh Take a gander at what they got to offer. Visit TucumcarryNM.com. I think you'll be very, very impressed. If you would like to be a guest on this program, we would love to have you as a guest on this program. So just drop me a note, uh, messenger through Facebook, uh, or contact us through the Jim Hinkley's America website, jimhinkley'samerica.com. This program, of course, is archived uh, on uh, Spotify, Podbean, major podcast platforms, and for your convenience, we have an embedded player on our website so you can listen to all the old archived programs. Uh, let's see, what other notes do I have here for you? I think that about covers it. We sure like say so don't want to wear out our welcome. Uh, we have a winter weather advisory coming up this next week here in Western Arizona. So if you're traveling, please travel safe. Be careful. Don't rush things. You never want to do that on a Route 66 adventure anyway, because the key is the people. Take some time to meet them. I think you'll be inspired. Well, I think that brings us up to date. Let's get to some quick questions here. We still have a few minutes. Uh yeah, the theater projects are pretty interesting. The best fellow on that is Nolan Stoles. He has a Patreon page. We'll have to do a, a project about Patreon because people got a bad taste about that. I was surprised by some of the posts uh, of people that uh, felt that this was just begging for money. And they, for, I don't think people realize the history of what patrons have supported and created, from Shakespeare's plays to. Voyages of Exploration. I'm off tro- off topic, sorry. Uh, look for Nolan Stoltz on Facebook and then look for his Patreon page. His research fascinates me. His hands-on and his research discovering the history and uh, the old theaters along Route 66, he has discovered some interesting ones. For one, Groom, Texas. I was surprised to find out, probably no more than he was, that this this little tiny town along Route 66 over the years has had three different theaters. Tukum has the uh the Odin Theater, which opened in the nineteen thirties, and they have the Princess Theater, which has been closed for quite a while, but maybe getting a new lease in life. I guess that dates back to the teens. So there's a lot of great old theaters, the Coleman in Miami, Oklahoma, and you can't, who can forget the Rialto Theater in Joliet. And then at the original western terminus of Route 66 in downtown Los Angeles. Seventh and Broadway, that's the largest concentration of historic theaters, vaudeville theaters, movie palaces uh, in uh, on the National Register in just a several block area. More theaters than there are at Times Square in New York. That is impressive. And, of course, there's the Grand Central Market. Uh, as far as uh, Michigan, you know, I am open. Uh, right now, my plans are Illinois. I'll be at the Miles of Possibility Conference in October, but uh, I don't have any uh, set, uh, any appearances set for uh, Michigan at this time. Um, well, everything's subject to change, so we'll see how that goes in the near future. Uh, if you'd like to schedule an appearance, just contact me, and we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, I need to update, I'm a little behind, but I'm going to update the schedule of appearances on the Jim Hinckley's America website, jimhinckleysamerica.com We'll give a shout out to our sponsors, a few of our sponsors before we head out. I want to thank the folks there at Visit Carry We want to give a good shout out to Louis Keene, the irrepressible mayor of Uranus. The Uranus Fudge Company and General Store uh, there in Missouri, near uh, St. Robert, Uh, the Roadrunner Lodge, and of course, another one of my favorites, the old Wagon Wheel Motel, Connie Eccles. That's a story, too, that mirrors the uh, renaissance of Route 66. The Wagon Wheel Motel, Cuba, Missouri. It is the oldest continuously operated motel on Route 66, dating back to the mid-1930s. Lovingly restored, but with just a few of those amenities that we've come to expect. My friends, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. And, uh, (coughs) well, we'll do this again next Sunday morning. My friends, until we meet again, take care. Vaya Dios and adios. Invite your friends. Let's make it a coffee party. We will do this again next Sunday morning, 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Oh, don't forget uh, the program with Stephanie Stuckey. I should mention this is going to be one hour earlier, special time, uh, 6 o'clock. But that's the only program that we're going to have a little bit earlier. And it's March 19th with Stephanie Stuckey. Take care, my friends. Vaya con Dios. Adios.